0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Get one of these on the way out. It's the transformation guide. Boom. It's about the fast. If this is your first time here, don't worry about it. You're good to go. Okay. Talks about what fasting is, fasting focus, types of fast. You get locked in. Talks about when we're having prayer. Talks about the first fruit. Talks about everything. We're going to be here every Saturday all throughout the month. You know this. It's on the screen. You get it? It's not on the screen, but it's on the table in the back, all right? Now, here's the big thing, all right? Everybody pull this in. Commitment card. What am I fasting? Why am I fasting? How am I fasting? All that stuff It's on here, okay? The fasts are out there. This is simple, right? I'm fasting because you, your loved ones, whatever it is, I don't know. It's your business. I'm going to get the last piece of it. I'll be fasting, I'm not, it's kind of like your commitment card with God. My prayer request, this I want, okay? If you want me to have it, you got to get it to me. You don't get it to me, I don't care, it's your deal. I'm not going to, you know, but I want it. If you got it, you want it, get it in my hands. Now, I got a bunch of them now already. Now, if you say, Pastor Chris, I want it confidential, email me, csarno at relevantfl.org. This is easy. Sign it. Give it to me. I put it in my pocket. I put it in a thing. Nobody reads it but me. You want to email it? Email. Everybody email me. Yes, I got a bunch of emails. csarner at relevantfl.org. I'm going to stand with you and agree with you for what you believe in God for or fill this out today. Get it in my hands. Bring it back. You should be ready, though. You got to go. It's time to go now or you email me or text me. Somebody got my number. You could text it to me. Text it to me. I get it. All right? Now you say, why? Because... You're getting ready to go into this fast with something. Now, listen. Now, some of you, I'm going to say this. I know you're all down. Some of you, God's going to deal with you in arenas that you need work in. Yeah, it's okay. Now, not everybody, oh, you got to fast food. You got to fast this. You got to fast that. Listen, you got to fast whatever God tells you to fast for you. Now, some of you, I'm going to say something. I said this in the morning service, and I want you to get this. Now, I got two things from morning. It was really good. I think this transformation fast this year can affect your family and your loved ones greater than any other year you've ever done it. The app, the Chris Arden Ministry app is designed so you can receive notifications to do this thing together. Okay, It's got the prayers, it's got four or five scriptures, it's easy. I want you to extend this to your family. I got this at 9 o'clock service and I like it and I'm going to run with it. I want you to reach out to not only your spouse but your family and especially some of those people on the fringe, brothers, sisters, maybe an aunt or an uncle you're close to, somebody you think now I could reach a little bit, I think I can grab them to go with me these 21 days, quick, simple, easy, like you can grab the girls and be like, look, Pastor Chris is a pain, you could say just like I said, Pastor Chris is a pain, God's not going to send lightning from heaven, okay. Maybe some of you need a little lightning, but it's all right. But I want you to grab for them. Like, like I was saying, if you call mom and say, Ma, we're going to do this. Pastor Chris is really pushing this thing. He's really got this on his heart. I need you. You get your brother, your family, aunt, uncle, grandma. Say you say grandma. Get the kids to get grandma. My God, the kids can get grandma and grandpa like that. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. You have the kids call up right now and say, Grandma, we're doing it. Grandma's going to show up in Florida, dude, if you do that. You know what I'm saying? You know how to, you got the power here, bro. Use it. And all you ladies, I told you, you got the power of persuasion. You gotta, you'll get that on the ride home. He'll do whatever you want him to do. You girls don't, but you girls need to hang out with me more. I can help you. Yeah, he'll do whatever you want. You say, honey, I want to do the Bible reading plan. He'll be like, oh, yeah, me too. Praise God. Yeah, whatever you want. Because he knows. You want to get, you want some kissing? You better pay attention, man. There, you know. That's how this all works now, you know. She's like, you want to do the Bible reading plan? No, I don't. Well, we better do the Bible. Oh, yes, honey. Yes, dear. Praise God. Hey, yes, dear. I'll stay on that. thing. You know how you guys got. Come on, he'll do it. And he'll like it too. And then if he gives you a hard time, snitch and tell me, and then I'll yell at him. It's great. <laughs> Relevant Church is a great place to be. Yeah. Just come and say, oh, he didn't do the Bible plan, Pastor Chris. Then I'll rough him up. Say, hey, go do the plan. All she wants to do is go to the plan. Do the plan. All right, now listen. What do I want you to do? Now listen, some of you are too spiritual for your own good. You're too much. And you gotta stop. So this is what I want you to do. If you get these fringy people, you know, like grandma, grandma's probably down, but you know, you go reach your brother or your sister and they ain't really down with this church thing, you got three minutes. That's what you got. Some of you are a little too extreme, and I wouldn't hang out with you neither with this stuff. Like, oh, we're gonna have a half hour Bible study. Bump dad. I ain't showing up for your half hour Bible, nothing and I'm the preacher, I said, three minutes, you read the three scriptures, we do the confession, we agree as a family, and go, bye, sis, see you tomorrow, and out the door you go. And then you do the tongue stuff on your own. Don't start wailing in tongues on the phone with these people who don't understand what you're doing. Because some of you ding-dongs are in there, oh, wait, now, Pastor said we got to pray. They're going to be like, click, been, you've been nuts since 73, you're still crazy. I ain't got no time for this. I don't want none of this tongues. business. I don't even want to go to your church and tell your pastor, beep, 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 all right? I don't need the drama. I got enough critics. I don't need them calling the church like my cousin or was some ding-dong at the church did this. Did you get what I said? Read the three scriptures. Let, like the other day, right, the grace one. The true gospel is the gospel of grace. It's five scriptures, and here's your confession. Father, I thank you that the grace of God is working in my life and working in my family, helping us navigate the life we're living. Thank you for giving us your power to help us in our days and in our times of need. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. See you later, sis. Click. You want to pray for somebody? Got any prayer? No. Click, 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 done. These people will start coming around, man. And how's that this? You're going to go reach out and get them. Put them in a group text and do it every day. My mama's going to do it. She's probably watching. I know she is. Get the cousins and you You do it. You're the matriarch. they are listening to you. Grandma got so much juice in that house. Grandma said it. Whole joint's doing it. You people don't listen. Did you hear what I said? Look, grandma, if Grandma to say, hello, girls, and all of them, and them little boys that like the girls, they're going to be like, whatever Grandma says. Grandma's going to get, amen? We're going to join the movement, amen? What is it? Four or five scriptures in a confession? Come on, man, and that's it. Leave it alone. And then you got them, you know, some of them, are, they got the ghost. You know, the ones that got the ghost? If you want to spend a little more time with them on a separate thing, you spend it. Man, if I was lost and my brother called me up and said, hey, look, this dude in the church is pushing this thing. He's a pain. That's me, <laughs> right? Would you be op- open to doing this even if, man, bro, I'm busy. Yeah, but come on, man Cole, I'll just send you the text to the scriptures, and the prayer thing, and I'll pray with you, and maybe I'll catch you three times a week. Bro, I'll tell you right, I don't have siblings. you know it's just me, there's no room for nobody else. <laughs> but if I did, bro I would not let those, I would not let them dictate to me where the spiritual climate of this relationship is going. I'd be going after them jokers, like, come on bro, come on, that's all we're doing, that's all we're doing. What's that going to mean? 21 days, that's it. We're making this commitment, and that's it. If you get a couple days in, maybe they miss. Who cares? And then you got their name on that prayer list to get saved. And then here's the other thing, too. We're corporately praying. So check this out. Greg shows up. I'm like, God, he got people on his list he wants to see saved. Brothers, sisters, family members, for a guy at work. I don't know. Whoever moves you, write their name down. You got their name there? I'm over here praying every day. God, thank you for saving all those people that everybody's praying about. I'm praying for you while you're praying for me while we're praying for them. The whole church family is gathering this. We're praying for the lost, praying for your loved ones you care about. And guess what? Everybody's corporately praying together. Woo. How good is that? Heaven's going to be like something's going on down there. I don't know what, but something's happening. All these people praying for one another. I'm praying and praying. You can get grandma. And... Tell grandma you're going to text her every day. She, you know what? A lot of you two, you got, you got too much distance between these loved ones you got. What's a Text. I ain't talked to nobody in a couple weeks. A couple weeks? What's wrong with you? A text don't take no time. I know you get stuck on a phone with someone and they don't shut up. They talk for three hours. Send them a text. Hey, I was thinking to you, here's the scripture today. Texting's is very informal. You know that. Yeah, and it could be, but what's going to look, I tell you what, I get texts from people. I like it, don't you? It's encouraging. Yeah, you know, it's like, man, thank God. You praying for me? I do. When I text you, I pray for you. I really pray for you. I'm like, I'm praying for you. And some of you don't even know. I don't got your number to tell you, but I, I do. I pray for you. You come on my heart. I think, hey man, Daryl, Debbie. I just pray, I pray from God, Jesus, and they. The blue. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, how good do you feel when somebody says, "Hey, I'm praying for you" or something like that? Man, go get these people. Yeah. Why are you praying for me, man? I send, <laughs> I was sending some stuff. People. One dude. He called me back. He goes, "Bro, what, what's up? Is something wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Why?" He goes, "Why are you texting me?" And like all tall and all this stuff. I said, "I was just praying for you." Okay. People get nervous, like, is there something up I don't know about? Yeah, there is. Heaven. So when you go in and think, now we're getting serious. Now we're getting Like, we're going to do it. And then, you know, and now some of you listen to me, and don't get mad at me here. This is where I pastor you. Some of you, God is going to talk to you about areas of fasting where you need discipline. And some of you, you better start taking care of yourself. I want to hear none of this. I'm going to smack you around. And I was telling him in the morning service, I had to do it. And Sam was here, and he knows the doctor. I had this quack. I went to go see him, and he was a good doctor. I'm just playing with him. And he, I went in there. He's like, you better straighten up, bro. Yeah. And Liz was with me, the was with me, and I said, straighten up what? He said, you better get it right. right. So I said, all right, I got to get exercising a little bit. And then I had a watch, and I went into the office, and he's like, I'm going to write you a prescription. Mm-hmm. I said, prescription for what? He goes, I'm going to give you five milligrams of this stuff because you need to take care of yourself you didn't listen. I said, you, shut up, dude. I told him in the office, I said, shut up, I ain't taking that. He said, then do something about it. Stuck it right in my face. I said, you know what, dude, this guy's right. Came back in, hit all my numbers, everything was good, and I thanked him, shook his hand, and I said, I thank you. I seen him in the hospital doing hospital visitation. I was over there, Kathleen, over there, she works at Halifax, I was walking the floor, and I seen him, and he seen me, and I had a couple more weeks before I went to go see him, and I was looking right. He knew it, too. He goes, you're looking good, man, you're getting it together. I said, wait till I come see you. I said, I'm going to be naked as a jaybird and jump on that scale. You're going to be, I was kidding with him, but I wasn't playing. You know what I mean? I said, bro, I'm going to strip down. Ain't going to be no shoes on or nothing. He knew. I was playing with him, but I said, I'm going to hit that number just right. Don't you worry about that. He goes, we'll see. He was giving it back to me every time. I went in there, and I hit the numbers, and the blood work, and everything was good. And you know what? I thanked that guy. You know why? Because I said, you challenged me to change, bro. Because people don't really care. Are you kidding me? Some of you need the discipline in the area. Now, listen to me. What am I saying? Oh, Pastor Chris, you saying I'm big? No, that's not what I'm saying. You can be skinny as a rail and not be healthy. Some of you need to go to the doctor, get some blood work, take care of some stuff, fix some stuff, do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Now, I don't believe in a doctor. I don't believe in a bunch of stuff, but I know when I'm supposed to take care of myself. You people got, oh, I got the one dude. Man, I could have slapped that one, and he knows who I'm talking about because it was a coming in. Here, My sugar is this. I said, well, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Bro, I'll smack you. He started working out, fix his life. You got to do this, man. Yep. You got to take care of you. Nobody take care of you. Right. I know it's hard. And listen, hear my heart. I know it's right. I know it's right, and I know it might be hard, but God wants to give you the power to do it. What's, your, what's it going to look like if you just ate vegetables and ate healthy for 21 days, man? If you need to get that right, yep. Yep. then do it. Come on, right? Oh, it's a discipline. We'll do it for God, and God will give you the strength. Amen. You ain't got to eat no, you know, you know what I'm saying? Look, I'm not picking on you. I'm just trying to tell you, if God's dealing with you in this area, you could eat and still tighten it up. What are you putting in your mouth? Well, you know, I can't be putting sugar in my mouth. Then put, don't put no sugar in your mouth. The kids told me the other day, the little joker told me there this morning, he said, "He a good little boy, he said, the kids told me, my kids. She looked at me, the little one said, I ain't eating sugar. I said, like, God bless you. That's your deal. You know, I'm not telling tales out of school. If, if kids can do it, you can do it. Eat something different. Nobody said you got to starve. Just eat something different. Help Fix your stuff. This is the power to do it. Well, I don't want you talking about this stuff. You make me uncomfortable. I don't really care if I make you comfortable. I'm here a pastor and you help me. I'm a coach. I'm a pain. You know what I'm saying? And then some of you, here's the greatest thing you got. Some pastor says, I ain't doing none of that, and I can't. I'm okay. Give me time. Give me more time with God than you were giving God. And now some of you, I told you, dude, I walk the lake. I told those other dudes, I said, walk the lake, man, pray in the spirit if you could pray in the spirit. Fifteen minutes a day you walk in the neighborhood, is not only going to get you exercise, it's going to get you out, it's going to get you some Holy Ghost. Ten minutes, five minutes. Give me something, man. You know, the prayer thing is five minutes. Do what, what, you pray five minutes in the Holy Ghost every day, five days a week? Don't raise your hand. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't pray no five minutes on Monday, five minutes on Tuesday. That's 5, 10, 15, 20. I don't pray no 25 minutes a week in tongues. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but I don't do it. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Some of you do more, some of you do less. I'm not judging, but I'm saying, you can't give God five minutes in tongues a day? Right. Map it out. Now, what, look what I do, because I, I, I can't sit still. So I was like bouncing off the wall, dude. This is like putting me in a straitjacket sitting in the room. Like I was like a rat banging in the wall. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I can't do it. So I used to go walk the beach. Go walk your neighborhood. Go find a walk. Get your husband and wife. Get together. Go pray together. Come on, honey, after work. When well, we, we're it's, stop making excuses. Go on, go on, go on. You got all this stupid technology. Facebook and what is that thing? FaceTime. Go to FaceTime and put your face on the thing and go, hey, get on the phone. I ain't got no FaceTime. Go get on the phone. Put it on speaker. Say, we're going to walk around. Let's pray. On the way to work. Five minutes. On the way to work. On the way home. Three minutes. Three minutes a day is three minutes you didn't give God. Give Him the time. Give Him the word. Read the scriptures. Do something. Join a group. Get a bunch of people. Say, all right, we're going to do it. Five of us are going to get together and do it. Come on. How in the world? You know what 2022 is going to look like? Every other year of your life until you do something different. And your spiritual life is going to look the same way. How many of you need to fast some bad ideas? Come on, you got to fast. Fasting just ain't food. How about you fast some TV? Shut that stupid thing off, man. Put that dumb phone down. I'm not on my phone lot. Go look at how many hours a day you spend on that thing. There's a meter on that thing. Tell you how many hours you've been on it. Then you start making excuses once you see it. Well, I'm doing business. You ain't doing business. <laughs> I'm on the phone because I'm a business. I'm in business. No, you ain't just on business. You're playing games. I don't care if you play games, but how about at 8 o'clock every night, we're shutting it down from 8 to 8.30. We're going to read the Bible, and then we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost. Or we're gonna just going to say prayers. Or we going to 21 days. 8 to 8.10. 8 to 8.10, that's all I want. You give me 10 minutes a day. Remember, what was that? 60 minutes? You give us 60 minutes, we'll give you the world. Whatever that thing was about. Yep. Right? Yeah, here's me. You give me 10 minutes, I'll change your world. Amen. I'll flip your world upside down. I'm telling you, you t- why the app? And everybody's like, well, you're pushing the Chris Arno Ministries app. I ain't pushing the app. The app's there whether you use it or not. But it gives you six scriptures, maybe a little more here or there, a confession, a meditative moment. Like I said, okay, here's a scripture. Here's the, here's the way I see it. You read your own reading it, and then you, you, here's your confession. God, give me the grace. And then here's your moment later, and you're done. So, six scriptures. I talked about this on New Year's. Six scriptures a day times five. Right? Five days a week. That's 30, that's 30 Bible verses, pretty good ones, that you put in your spirit every week, plus. Five times a week, five times a, 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 in a week, in a week, you confess the word of God. Greater is he that's in need than he that's in the world. Verbal affirmations of who you are in Christ. And then if you really in, you're meditating on that word all day long. You get up, you go to work, you got that word banging around in your head. And if you go to the next level, you pray in the spirit with me three to five minutes a day. Bro, what is you going to look like at the end of the year? I'm talking 25 scriptures. All right, let's just say 20 out of 25. All right, so you got five scriptures that are really solid. You're going to have 120 scriptures in you by the end of the year that move you and bring, come back to your remembrance. God can't bring you back to what you don't put in. He can't bring it to your remembrance. How many of you have been working in this journey with me, a little bit with this app, and something happens and you think about one of those scriptures you got when you read it? C- c- pay attention, man. Did you hear what I just said? You got the app. All of a sudden, life hit hit, and you think about that gray scripture, yeah. or you thought, "Man, I one I couldn't shake that one." When he said, "He said my tears are liquid prayers," mm. I'll never forget that as long as I live. I said, "Tears are liquid prayers." Mm. My God, in heaven, every time I think about painful, I think li- those are liquid prayers. I see you cry it's like those are liquid prayers. That's I go back. But he can't bring that remembrance if I didn't put it in. What are you going to remember? You got, if you put nothing on a download, you ever go open something and there's nothing downloaded? You can't retrieve what has not been re-downloaded. I got this empty thing right on my computer. I said, what is that file? I open it, nothing's there. I said, there ain't nothing in it. It's got a name on it, but ain't nothing in it. Guess what? Didn't download right. You click it all day long, got nothing. Can't draw nothing out of that file because I didn't put nothing in. God can't put it out of you when you don't put in you. How you going to get these scriptures? You got to put them in. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, look, I'm going to show you now. Now, this is what I'm saying. Now, you all know what I'm talking about, and you know why you're doing it. A couple minutes a day. That's easy, man. That's graspable. Right? Five minutes. Woo! I can do that. Now, what you I supposed to fast? I don't know. That ain't my business. But some of you, if God's leading you that way, go. So what is fasting all about? Let me help you, okay? Now, why do we do this? Pastor Chris, can't we just do what we want to do? No. Because why? You can't grow with it. You can't grow. Look at, take them to that first Corinthians, my God in heaven, that thing will mess you up. You know, remember that one? That, yeah, put it in the Amplified. When a person shuts out the world for a season of prayer and fasting and consecration, it opens the heart of God. Do you know that? You separate yourself, you subject yourself. Fasting and consecration opens up the windows of heaven and brings the forces of God into action on your behalf. When a person begins to fast and pray, they allow the Holy Spirit to flow through them as a yielded vessel. So what am I doing? I'm shutting the world out for a season. Now look what the, now this is big. Now military people are going to love this because I got news for you. Whoever told you when you became a Christian you could have it your way is a liar. Okay, because you were bought with a purchase price. Jesus paid the price for your life. He, don't, he, he, he redeemed you. He paid the ransom for you. Jesus, you are a property of heaven, amen? And when you hear that, that's why military people love this. Johnny loved this stuff because you belong to the army, man. When you're in, the, when you're in there, man, you belong. You can't be just doing what you want to do, do, say what you want to say, talk. Man, the military is a great revelation for the church to get. He couldn't just say what he want to say, do what he want to do. He's in Germany. He couldn't just say, hey, I'm done in Germany. I feel like going home now. No, nah, bro, you, you don't belong to you no more. Come on, right? Why? You can just do what you want to do, say what you want to say. Why? Because I don't belong to myself. I belong to something bigger. How many of you know you belong to the kingdom? You can't just think the way you want to think about you. Do you get that? You can't just say what you want to say about you. You can't respond the way you want to respond about you. you got to think about yourself different. Now, look what he says here. Now, this is the Apostle Paul breaks it down. Hey, this is what I do for your sake of the good news of the gospel. What's that? In order that I may be a participator in it and sharing its blessing along with you. Ooh, that's good. Right? So what do you do, Paul? Now, Paul, the apostle, what do you do that you may lay hold of this? Look at 23 one more time, the back end of it. I like it, Angel. I want them to see that. He said this. He says, in order that I may become a participator in it and share in its blessing along with you. The gospel? Yeah. Well, what do you do, Paul, so you can be a participator in the blessing of it? What do I got to do to be a participator in the blessing of the gospel? Well, he goes on to say, look at this. Um, Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one received the prize? Oh, here you go. Right? That's so goofy. These kids all play sports. Everybody gets a trophy. How dumb is that? Now, I don't mind like a participation thing. You know what I mean? But like there's no winner. You ever hear this thing now? There's no real winner. Everybody just plays. That is dumb and stupid. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, like, we just went to the playoffs. Luke went to the playoffs, right? I said, bro, leave it on the field. Don't come back in this car with no energy. Leave it on the field. If we lose and we leave it on the field, I don't care. I don't, you gave your best. I don't care. But if you guys are a bunch of lazies and didn't play right and train right and all that stuff, that's on you, bro. There's a winner and a loser in life. You better get ready for this. They're trying to cushion these kids to be... Uh, you know, silly. Oh, there's no this. No, you want to win, you win. That's right. You win. And somebody got to lose. And it's sad, but oh well, get over it. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's number one. That's right. Not so goofy. Training these kids to be weak. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're a participator. Big deal. <laughs> Everybody participates. I want to win. Amen. I don't got a problem with second or third. I don't have a problem with losing. If I gave my best. Yeah. You got to teach people hard work pays off. They try to make everybody the same. Everybody just be the same. No, there's gotta be a difference, man. Champions are different. You, I'm raising champions here. That's why I was gonna name the church. I was gonna change the name. You know? Champions. Champions Training Center, where champions train, where either where eagles gather and chickens run out the door. That's why. Yeah. That's why people come in here. It's too rough in there. It's too rough. You too rough. Go to church, a bunch of little babies, supposed to be a Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah, my dude, he's so rough, he's so tough, so rough and tough. Oh, you think I'm rough and tough? Listen to this dude. This dude's crazy. Apostle Paul's nuts. You think I'm tough? This joker, Mike, you're going to love him. This joker's off the wall tough. This Apostle. he been shipwrecked, beat, dead, came back from the dead, floated in the ocean for three days, three times. Shipwrecked, shot out. Joker's like, praise God. Praise God, I would have got a new job. This dude's crazy. Look, the first time I died and came back, I would have changed my profession. God's honest truth. I'm sorry I love you, but if I dropped dead and come back, went to heaven, came back, and I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to go be an electrician with Chris. Sorry, I got to go. I can't do this. Find somebody else. This Joker died, came back. He's like, this is great. Is he nuts? What Bible do these people read? Look, bro, if you're walking through hell, you're in good company, man. I'm telling you, man, when you walk through the pressures of life, you're in good company. You know, when the enemy's bringing it at you, you're in good company. Look what he says. Do you not know that everybody's running, but there's only one person can receive a prize, so you can make it yours? Okay, why well, that sounds great. I still like this. This is pretty good. Keep going. Now, every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temporally. You know what that means? He's disciplined. Because you can't go into training and not be disciplined. He's talking about... Being a partaker of the gospel. Are you seeing this? He's just, he's, he's pulling you behind the veil, man. He's like, hey, let me tell you what's up. This is how you do it. Look at this, right? Training, conducts himself, and he restricts himself in all things. Oh, my God. He said, no, I don't get to do what I want to do because I'm in training. Oh, look at this. They do it to we in a wreath. That will wither away, but we do it to receive a crown, eternal blessing that cannot wither. Come on. You're running after a crown, man. Now watch this. Watch this. It gets worse. I'm prepping you up. It gets really bad. It's going to get really bad. So just get ready, okay? Like, yeah, hey, the crown. Yes, Jesus, glory. Yes, champions. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, everybody leaving the church after this sermon. Look, right. Therefore, <laughs> he says, he said, he said, therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. And I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary. He's saying, look, dude, you know what I'm doing? I'm not playing games. I'm not shadow boxing like there isn't somebody really there that I'm trying to knock out. He's saying, I got an adversary, and I'm swinging every swing to strike a knockout punch. Watch 27. Well, how do you do this, Apostle Paul? This sounds like fun. But like a boxer, I buffet my body. Not I go to the buffet with my body. (laughs) I don't take my body to the buffet and just, hey, go for it, bro. Come on. It's crab rangoons for everybody tonight. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Come on, right? Go to that Chinese buffet, you come out all shot out, all swelled up. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You all in here just piling on. Come on. You know how you do. You know how you do. I got people in here. I got, I got partners, man. I love my dude, man. He coming When he come, we got to take him and get crabs. That joker showed up. Hey, I said, how long were you there? He said, I was there, four hours. <laughs> he was putting on him. No, I'm not, the bu- no, I buff it, not buffet. I know some of you, like, read too fast. I buffet my body. Let it, it marinate it, and ma- marinate it in banana pudding. Glory to God. I feel the Lord in this. Come on, right? <laughs> I still got that stuff at the house. Pastor Liz made it. I was eating it the other day. I was like, it's over. P- pack it on, bro. We're going to have to have some room. But listen, I, what, I, what, he said, why? He said, I buffet my body. What's that mean? He beats himself in his shape. Come on, baby. Come on. He said this. He said, I handle it rough. Now, watch this. You ready for this? I tried to give you cake in a bag. You wouldn't eat it. <laughs> no, I did I'm so wrong. Maybe we were hanging out. I didn't know what to do with the cake. So I had this cake. I tried to bring Jerry some cake, him and Luca. Oh my God. So I said, I got resourceful real quick. I shoved it in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I swear I did. Three pieces, bro. Jammed them in there and put a fork in a bag. I said, you fish in anyway. Don't complain. Just open it and eat it out the back <laughs> it, was it was all smushed and nasty. It was cold, though. But you could get in there. So I said, take it with you, bro. Just just eat it in the boat. You'll be all right. Throw it over the side for chum. I don't know. I'm trying. I know I was fasting. I might have been a little out there. He didn't eat it, needless to say. Praise God. Forget it. These guys go. They got nine pounds of food and not enough fish in the boat. We know why. Listen. I beat my body. And what? I discipline it by hardship. Who in heaven wants to do this to (laughs) themselves? Are you reading this? He said, I. Who's I? I thought you were your body. Oh, now you're thinking. I, Buffett. Who's I? I thought you were your body. No, he said, I, the real me, the spirit me, tells that container that God put me in what that container can do and say. Oh, now you crank it now. He said, I. Who's I, bro? I thought you were your body. No, no, no. Your body's a container God put you in for the earth. It's an earth suit. Don't let it tell you where to go. Don't let it tell you what to say. Don't let it. Your spirit tells your body what's up. And this is what Apostle Paul said. He said, I take my body and I discipline it rough. I make it do what it doesn't want to do. You don't want to read your Bible. You don't want to pray. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to pray no tongues. Wake up. I don't want to do it. I pastor the church. But I make myself do. That's what he's saying. He said, I I beat it, I buffet it, and I subdue it. I make it do what it doesn't want to do. Why is that? Because fear that proclaiming this gospel to others, pertaining to itself, I should become unfit, not standing in the test, and be unproved and rejected as a counterfeit. This is the Apostle Paul, man. He said, I don't want to be a counterfeit, so I'm going to make sure I'm trained right. So when the pressure hits, I'm going to be on the other side. You see it? So it's okay. He had to go through it. What am I trying to say? So you got to humble yourself a little bit and you got to sacrifice a little bit and you got to rough your flesh up a little bit and you got to make it do eight minutes a day of what it doesn't want to do, wherever you find it. Reading, praying, coming to church, watching Wednesday night service. That's a big one too. I said, you know, we're online every Wednesday night, seven o'clock. Make yourself get ready like you had to come here. That's what I do. You know what I mean? So, hey, if we were going to leave, guys, you gotta get your, you'd have to have your homework wrapped up. Dinner have to be done. Hey, 645, tell everyone, put a timer on your phone. 645, time to watch church. Now this week I'm talking about all those types of fasts. And make them jokers sit in front of the TV. Sit there. You can stare at a screen all day long, but you can't watch church. And look, I know I'm not the greatest preacher in America, but I'm funny. So you know I can entertain people now. I laugh so hard. I can't believe some of you sit through this all and not lose it. Cause when I watch me, I'm like, I'm funny, bro. I say some weird stuff. And on Wednesday, I'm really off the chain because, like, on Wednesday, I'm all by myself in here. So I got to humor myself because Angela won't really laugh that much. She's kind of, like, got to do a little bit. She's paying attention. I'm like, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I'm cracking up. And then I, I say stuff, like, it's off the wall. I'm like, I'm putting all those hearts and stars. I'm re- that's me. And you know what I don't like, though? Sometimes I respond as the church, and I can't respond as me because I, I do, but it's me. I'll let you know Wednesday it's me. Yeah, I like to start having conversation with some of you people, but you don't play back. Y'all like sophisticated spiritual people. Like, oh, I'm like, that's a good point. You should say, yeah, that's good. We, should, we could start playing like Tetris or something while I'm doing that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just get online and watch the day. I'm talking about all these different kind of fasts, and you learn about God, and you grow. And if you don't watch it then, watch it during the day. Listen to podcasts. Put this spiritual stuff in you. You need it. Okay, so here's why. We're going to take communion. You ready for this? I know it's funny, but why are you fasting? It's for spiritual renewal and get your edge back. How many need to get spiritually awakened again? Right? How many need guidance in certain things you don't know how? How many need healing? I'm not just talking physical healing. I'm talking mental healing. If you fast and pray for unforgiveness, God will give you the breakthrough. Some of you have been holding pains. Somebody left you 25 years ago. You still can't get over it. I'm not saying that mean. Lay that on the altar of God. Regret laying on the altar of God. Say, God, I'm fasting. I got to get over this stuff. I'm going to tell you personally, God gave me personal breakthroughs and mental assignments I couldn't break free on my own. When I fasted and prayed, I forgot about it. I was a different dude by the end of the year. I couldn't. I was shot out. I was like, how in heaven did he do this? Stuff that used to bother me stop bothering me. It's a miracle. I don't know how he does it. It's a breakthrough. It's wild. I can't explain it. You can't explain. If you could explain it, you could uh, send me an email and tell me how he does it. I don't know how he does it. But stuff that was bugging me for years, I just laid it on the altar of God, and boom. That end of that year, I don't even think about it no more. It doesn't even move me. It's gone. Because why? He you get serious with God, he gets serious with you. Amen. So I don't want to think like this no more. I don't want to have these kind of mindset. And don't let the devil take you back to regret and pain and past mistakes and all this stuff. Man, you can't do nothing about the past. You can't do nothing about the past. What are you going to do about the past? Go back and keep meditating on it and letting it rob your future? Cut it out. You ain't allowed to go there no more. Oh, so you weren't the greatest husband in the world. Join the club. You weren't the greatest father in the world. Well, zippity-doo-dah-day, join that club too. You trying. You didn't know. You weren't the best mom in the world. Well, welcome to the club. I was trying to get better at doing this stuff. You lay that stuff on the altar of God. Man, some of you spent, I had this one dude spend, stood high for like 40 years. I talked to his mom about it. She said, he said, he'd been drunk for 40 years. He ain't drunk no more. Come on, you see what I'm saying? What are you going to worry about the 40 years you just flushed because you didn't know because you were hungry. And let me tell you something. All those people shot out in those realms, you're just broken. That's all it is. That's why people running around acting a fool. They don't know who they are. They don't know identity. They don't know where they belong. They got chaos inside of them, and you put them in places they can't handle it, so they just run back to chaos. Let me get the chaos out of you. I'll tinker with your head. I'll get chaos out of you. You didn't show up in that place because you wanted to be there. That's where you thought you belong. You don't belong there. Let me reprogram your head. Give me 52 weeks. Why don't you do that? Give me 52 weeks of your life, and let me reprogram you. Then they come in here, how long are we going to be in here? How long are you going to be in here? I wouldn't leave the building. You think I'm kidding? I'll tell you right here now. I'll tell you this. I, if, if I wasn't doing this, i know where I'd be. i know where I'd be sitting and i know what I'd be listening to. And you could not get me out of the building. I'd be there early and I'd stay late because this joker got to say something because I can't go nowhere without instruction. I'm a man just looking for instruction. I don't have to make decisions. I just need to follow instruction. Give me instruction. See, Chris, I'm looking at Chris, I like it, because the things of God are like electricity. You can't see it, but it's real. It's a lot of laws. John G. Lake likened the power of God to electricity, because he said, because there's laws that operate it. You can't see it, it's invisible, but it'll kill you if you don't jerk around with it wrong. The power of God is invisible and it's strong, but if you don't wire it right, it don't work. That's the thing with God. If you wire it right, it'll work. John G. Lake was one of the greatest healing evangelists that ever walked the face of the earth. He likened the power of God to electricity. He said the same laws and principles and properties that you see with electricity are the same laws and principles and properties the way the power of God works. It conducts itself better in certain environments. Yes. He said, lay hands on handkerchiefs and aprons. Why? It holds the power of God better than other things. So he was saying, everything's laws. So he's like, what's going to happen with 52 weeks I give you the laws of God? They start allowing the connection of the power of God to start transforming you from the inside out. You start becoming a new you. Amen. How'd that happen? Amen. Because you made a commitment to something. I'm too busy. You better get unbusy. Because mm-hmm. this, this is the most important time of your life. And you wonder why I'm smart enough to know this? I know I'm not that smart. So when I'm in here, watch this. When you're in here, he starts downloading stuff I didn't even say. You wanna know what I learned that? I would leave the church, go stand in the foyer, and anybody you said this today, it was so good. I was like, I didn't say that. <laughs> Somebody come out three people later, like, when you said that, man, that really busted me. I so I didn't say that neither. I was like, what are these people hearing that I'm saying I'm saying that I didn't say? Because I know I didn't say that because he takes what I say and fits it to your ear so you could hear what he's been trying to tell you. I run interference for you. And it's clear. That's why you like sitting in here. It's comfortable in a sense where the spiritual atmosphere changes for you to hear from heaven. And you start believing in you better than you ever believed in you before. See that? That's good stuff. God does that. That's why you got to stay in the atmosphere. The atmosphere will rub off, okay? That's why you fasted. Healing. How about this one? Some of you are going to fast to get the grace to handle difficult situations. Come on, we're almost done. What do you mean? Some of you got some difficult situations. You don't know what to do. You're going to fast. You got some family drama. Come on. You got some loved ones you want to see saved. You're going to fast. Lay their name on the altar. Try to reach out and be like, you know what? I'm going to go for this. Or you got some strain in relationships or some stuff. Hey, you know what? Bump it. I'm fasting for that. I'm fasting for my loved ones. I'm fasting for that. How about this one? right. Resolution of problems and receiving special grace to handle difficult situations. Woo! Who don't need some of that? Fasting and prayer humbles us. Now remember this. Fasting does not change God. He's the same before, during, and after you fast. But fasting is going to change you. It will help you keep your flesh under it, but it will help you become more sensitive to the Spirit of God. So now, whether it's food, no food, time, more time, what are you going to look like when you start fasting from things and fasting from from television or fasting from social media or fasting from things in the flesh or fasting from mindsets or fasting for some stuff or fasting for some lifestyle stuff and step back. What's it gonna look like? And then you start spending that time in prayer and with God. You tell me you ain't gonna hear from heaven? You won't hear from heaven, come on, man. And what am, I, what am I asking, eight, 10 minutes? You got this thing, you can do it. Here's the last thing I'm gonna leave you with then we're gonna take communion, you ready for this? Prayer and fasting does this, it's huge it gives me more time. And Matthew 6:16, 6, Jesus explains, he says this. He says, "When you fast, not if." <clears throat> fasting should be a lifestyle of the believer. When you fast, don't look like those who pretend. See it? He didn't say if you fast. So somebody were "We even supposed to do this?" Yes, cuz fasting is a lifestyle. Okay? Now let me show you. Who fasted strong? Jesus, 40 days and 40 nights. He was led to the devil and fasted. And what did he? He was led by Jesus away to the temptation of the devil, but he was led by the Holy Spirit into basically his confrontation with the devil. And what did he say? He fasted forty nights and forty days and forty nights. And when he was hungry, that's when the enemy came and challenged him. If you are with identity, yeah. if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God. So if Jesus fasted for forty days and forty nights and then was pressed in a great weakness into a time of temptation, what it, maybe? You taking a season of fasting and seeking God, you're going to overcome your greatest temptations. And you're going to get strengthened. And just when you think you're going to get weak, you're going to get strong. So maybe you separate from the food a little bit. Maybe you separate from or separate. Who knows? Who cares? Do what God tells you to do. And if you mess it up, who cares? Just get back on. You're doing better than you did last year. You know what I'm saying? Well, Pastor, I tried it first weekend. I broke and ate a ding dong. Who cares? I'm here. Get back up next minute. Get up. Well, I wasn't supposed to do this and I did it. Ooh, I made a mistake. Big deal. Don't be like pendulum Christians. Everything or nothing. Just be balanced. I got up, messed up. Big deal. Guess what? That was Thursday. Get back up on Friday and get it going again. Show God you're serious. Now here's a big thing, too. This is it, right? And then we're gonna take we'll take communion and be good. Everybody got a communion cup? Everybody got communion cups? If you don't, oh, there goes one. If you don't have one of these little communion cups, let, raise your hand. The fine, the fine, the fine ushers and greet. Uh, you need one. You need one here. Aaron, catch. I think the person back here needs one. Boom. I like this. Like, huh, huh. Blue nine eighty four. Who else needs one? Back there, Scotty needs one. He does. I'm not going to throw communion. Now watch. I'll get a letter. Why is he throwing the communion? He's so irreverent. These people are religious, man. He's <laughs> so irreverent. Jesus likes my style. I'm really cool too. You got to get me on the road. I'm gonna get on the road this year, outside of here, man. I'm flowing, bro. Yes, flowing with it, cause it's like it's heaven. Heaven's not as stuck as people are. Hey, get so weird with you, like. Everybody got communion. You need another one? You oh, I won't throw it. I promise. All you people at home, get the communion ready. I got, I got an extras. Oh, thank you. No problem. I got a bunch. I got more. You got one? Who else needs one? Anyway, I'm loaded up. Dennis, you hook me up. Are you guys trying to say something? <laughs> who is I with? Who are we with? And Doc told him, you need to take communion six times a day. <laughs> Was it, me? I don't remember. It made me laugh. I was like, you need to take communion like six times. I was like, in one setting? Or like, you mean through the week? Like every day? No, like six in one shot. Get it all right. I was like, all right. We got some messed up people. It's all right. Jesus can do it. Can he do it? Won't he do it? Come on, somebody. All right. So here's the reason why. Ready? And you guys are going to do this because you're awesome. It gives me more time to spend with God. And let me explain to you. That's the most important. Okay. Because here's the thing, every relationship that's going to be healthy has to have distance eliminated from it. And we let too much distance get between us and God, and therefore we have a strained relationship. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm pumped. Me and P.L. been talking about We're going to do that marriage summit here. We're going to call it the Art, Art of Love. Is that it? I am telling you, we used to do XO. This year we're doing Sarno. Okay? So <laughs> praise the Lord. Like we're going to get you in here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, single people, married people, you all need to be in here. This is the biggest problem you have in marriage. Listen, this is going to help people, seriously. The biggest problem you have in marriage is this. And it's good to be fun. And It is. Distance. Everybody starts getting weird once distance gets in the middle. And then you start feeling undervalued, underappreciated. What I'm not, what I'm not, th- and then you got a problem. I'm, we're gonna, we're gonna t- it's going to be powerful, man. This is going to be the best one yet. I'm so psyched. Right? I might do it all weekend long. And we're going to eliminate Distance. Every relationship, friends, family, mentor, mentee—you have to eliminate distance. Once you start, and Pastor Liz will tell you, I'm a pit bull with this one. Okay, especially I need to get better with her, but but I am. But like, if if you start slipping too far out of my range, I'll go get you. I don't care. Like I'm aggressive about it. I'm like a pit bull with it. Like even like if I'm if, and especially this if I'm if I'm messed up in the in the relationship. I won't let you get too far. I'll go grab you. You know what I'm saying? And you got to learn that, especially with your spouse, but you got to learn that with God. See, if there's distance, it's not on his part, it's on you. You're slipping away. See, God's like this pulpit, right? Check this out. Here's God, okay? Here's God's position with you. I stay right here every day, every season, good, bad, ugly, happy, sad, your performance, God stays right here. And then we do this. Where's God? God, where are you? God, where are you? God, hey, God. God, I don't hear you as good. God, I don't, God, God, God's like, I'm right where, right where I said I was going to be. Where are you? You're out here all shot out, too busy for me, too caught up. You're in love. You're all messed up. Hear what I'm saying now. God wants you blessed, but you know what I'm saying. Some of you got wrong relationships you need to get the heck out of. Hello? Some of you got ding-dong friends you need to get away from. They ain't leaving you near to God. You tell them you go like this. Hey, I'm gonna go to church. And they you know what I'm saying? They give you that business. I was lost, bro, for 24 years. Trust me. You know what I mean? I went to I said I'm going to Bible school. They said, Oh, you're gonna be a barber? I said, no, not barber, you dipsticks. Bible. They're like, yeah, let's see this. You know, people don't remember the new you, they only remember the old you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you, you're a new you. And then God's like, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I didn't go nowhere. I didn't go nowhere, but you wander away from God. You, if your prayer life stinks, your word life stinks, your church life attendance is a little low. Come on, even online, and then we start getting dull, and then the world starts creeping in. Stuff starts creeping in, and then we, like, now man, Just be like, bump this. This is what we're doing. We're gonna be sold out. We might not be great, but I'm a whole lot better than I used to be, and I'm gonna come back to God. That's what God's always saying. Remember me. Come back to me. And this is what we do when we do this. Jesus said this. He said, every time you do this, do this Remember of me. Now, here's what you got to do. We're going to take communion. We're going to start this fast. You're going to press in. Now, you got an options now. Because after we take communion, I'm going to pray for you. These things, don't leave the building without them. Prayer things, pray them out. You know you need me to get them, send them to me. You know where to send them. But we got to go. Now, if you don't know by now what you're doing, it's okay. Take today and figure it out. But by midnight... Like, we're in already. Like, yesterday I was done. I'm in. You know what I mean? So now we're going for it. So if you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, take till midnight tonight and get ready and let's go. And then we're going to come in here we're going to go after it all year. And you're going to get it. This will give you momentum for a long time. It really will. It'll change your life. Okay? So here's what Jesus said. He said, every time you do this, make sure when you do this, you do this. And remember, it's me. But he said this. He said, before you do it, check your heart. Because you don't want to bring damnation upon yourself. And what does that mean? He's saying this if you drink and you take communion and you don't have your heart right and there's something you need to deal with, you don't really want to be there. So this is what I want you to do. Close your eyes and ask God, is there something I need to get right with God? If God gives you something like, hey, you've been a little ornery or you've been a little whatever, I don't know, I'm not God, but if he deals with you with something right now, repent. Take your time thinking about it. Just ask God. Just say God. Say this out loud. Everybody say, Father, there's an area in my heart that you need me to change. Speak to me about it right now. Now, whatever it is he tells you, if you need to repent, repent right now. Tell him I repent. Yeah, just repent right now. Just repent. Just get it under the blood. Now, if he don't remind you of nothing, don't be paranoid. You ain't got to worry about it. Is that okay? Did everybody get that? Okay, you got it? Okay, now here's what he said next. He said, take this. He took, on the night he was betrayed, he took this, he took this bread and he broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, every time you do this, do this and remember to me. What does this mean? Now, we're going back. This is a cracker, whatever, Right? But we're going backward our remembrance. This is why you got to put those scriptures in you, because he can't pull out of you what you don't remember. You got to put it in you. You know what I do when I see this? I think of his as sacrifice. Now, fasting puts you in a position to sacrifice, gives you a little taste of what he went through for you. That's how you humble yourself. Okay? So you understand that some of you are getting ready to embark on this journey. So you say, take this. Every time you take it, look at it. Right? You know why you're doing it. You're doing it because of what Jesus did. He didn't, he didn't stay on that cross for himself. He stood up there for you. He loves you. Every time you do this, do this and remember of to me. You can partake. He said in the same manner, he took the cup, the cup of his New Testament. He took it, gave it to the disciples said, take it and drink. And every time you do it, do this and remember of to me. I call it liquid love. Because you got to realize something with this. This blood ain't shed. There's no remission of sins. That means we, 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 we are going to hell. They didn't keep him on that cross. He stood on that cross. He said, Come down. He said, I call legions of angels. I can come out of this if I want, but I can't. I want you guys to be free. So this is liquid love. This gives me the blessing of what I don't deserve. I can't earn it, but I can receive it. He said, Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. As you partake, remember what he's done for you with the shedding of his blood. You can partake. Father, we thank you by the eating of this bread, the drinking of this cup. We thank you for what you've done. We believe and we know, and we know transformation is taking place in our life because of your faithfulness. Father, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you this is going to be the best year of our life. And we're going to see change and transformation like never before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. You can stand up on your feet. If you're bringing the the cups, you can just lean them into the left or the right, however they're going. And then uh, I'm going to do this. But as soon as you get up, I want you to remember this, and then I'm going to make sure I pray. But now remember, in the lobby is the transformation. Now listen, very, very important. I am going to put this stuff all online for the people that are going and coming. Don't forget. Saturday, eighth, fifteenth, and twenty second, we're going to be in the sanctuary. There's a nine fifteen prayer class, and after the prayer class, we're going to step into corporate prayer. If you don't want to go to prayer class and you just want to come for prayer, it's probably going to be about forty five minutes. We'll start about ten. Now, Miss Kathy's going to be teaching prayer class. Hey, what's this guy talking about? This Holy Spirit. I don't know what I got. I want to know more. Go to the class. Okay, ten o'clock though. About forty five minutes. We get right around there. That's what we were thinking. 10 o'clock, we're going to pray. So you people that want to come, what do you say? I, what are you talking about? So, I don't know, asking me stuff saying stuff. So you come in here for prayer, and then make sure we come and we pray on Saturdays. Those are the three. You got that? And here's the big one. You ready for this? I want you guys to know not only the prayer times. The prayer times are going to be cool, but I want you to go start building up what? Spiritual stamina. So we're going to come together. So we're going to have corporate prayer. You know what corporate prayer is? We're going to all come in here and pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not putting that on Facebook and Instagrams and all that stuff. That you got to go through the website because I don't want people going on there and like, what are these people doing and all that stuff. Yeah, I already said that. Want me to say it again? Yeah. Okay. So I want you guys to know for sure that you're taking care of your spiritual well-being. So you come in here and you might be like, man, I ain't down with that 45 minutes thing. It's comfortable in here, man. You just come here. You know what I do? I come in here and sometimes I just chill out and let the atmosphere just do it. You know what I mean? So you figure 9.15 to 10 o'clock, she's teaching the class, 10 o'clock to 10. I'll probably keep you 45 minutes. You know what I mean? In the atmosphere of God. Lauren starts doing that and we just start, I lay on the floor, bro. I just chill and stay in his presence. That will fix, fix stuff, man. I don't, you come out of here light. You know, and even if you just do those three prayer times, and then you add Wednesday supplement service, man, you give giving God more than you gave him all year, bro. And now, and then the giving side, don't freak out with that. While you're fasting and praying, God will speak to you about giving to him the first fruit. That's the best seed first. You pledge it. You get, and you ain't got to bring it all. You pledge it. I pledge it. What I do is this. God gives me a number. I say, okay, all throughout. The, what do I got to show up with? I, you know, God shows, hey, give this. I'm like, well, okay, where are you going to get this from? You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like that. So I said, okay, if that's what you want, do it. So what I do is I start the ball rolling with what I can do, and then I believe God all year long for it to come in. It comes in every year over the top. The one year it took 11 months. The other month it took two months. It was all there. I said, here's yours. And God's like, hey, good. Now that I got mine, keep what's left. He'll blow you out, man, because he just wants to see. He wants you to learn to trust him with finances. You know what's funny about money? That's where your treasure is, the Bible says. So some people got a problem with money because their heart's really connected to it. Once you can walk away from it, you master it. Real money. When it's laying on the table and it's yours, and you just say, no, okay, I'll pass. Now you know you're balling. See, because everybody say, I can walk away from money. When they put two, three in front of you and go, it's yours, and you go, oh, no, I'm okay. I'd rather serve God. Now you know you mastered it. Not dollars. See, because everybody, see, was like, what gives you the right to talk about it? I can walk away from it. Can you? It doesn't have me. I have it. Do you? That's what qualifies you to preach and teach about it at another level. Because it's never been a motive of why I do anything. (laughs) And it never will be. (laughs) But most people can't say that because they get up in the morning looking for it. Mm. So leave it alone. But here, so get these done and let's do this thing. And here's the thing. If if it hits and it's hard, we're going to be here to help, okay? So we're going to do this thing together. And I really want to leave you with this one thing. I know I kept you for a minute, but it's okay. Get your family now. That happened to me this morning, 9 o'clock. I haven't said it one time. Get the kids. Just try. I'm going to tell because I know some of your story. Get the kids and go, hey, he's pushing this. He really wanted me to reach the family. Can we group text this and everybody promise to read it together? If we can't all get coordinated on the phone, I get it. So you drop it on the kids. Ben, hey, here. Here it is. Here's what we're doing. It's four scriptures, five scriptures. It's a confession. It's a thing. And whether you do it or not, I just want to let you know I'm here to do it if you want to do it, but it's yours. You grab the kids. Can we do this? And I want you to do it with your spouse. I don't care if she don't want to read it. I'll read it. You don't want to read it. He don't want to read it. I'll read it. You're laying in bed. You listen, and then we'll pray for two minutes, and we're done. I'm talking four. What's it take to read six scriptures and confess the word and be done? But what's God going to do when he looks down from heaven and sees these people that ain't really serving him, or might even be lost, giving him the word of God? I'm going to tell you right here now, if I was God, I'd, I'd have a- angel interaction. I'd do something. I don't know, but I'd do it. But you got access in. And I just made you a living apostles. Because I just gave you power. If you take what I said to go to the family and go, hey, this is something my church is doing. Well, you go and you want. Know they might think you're a little bit there, but they don't think I'm there. Mm. But they go, all right, let's try it. What's the worst guy? And what's the worst happening? You put it in a group text. and go. Here's the five scriptures. Here's the confession. I hope we can do this as a family. If we don't, I understand. I'm doing it every day. And then you pray for them little boogers. Each and every day you do it. And when you're done, and say amen. I thank you, God, that you're saving my whole family. I thank you, God. And then all you people that got the... After you hang up the phone, don't trip nobody out. Hang up the phone and go, thank you. It's been great praying with you, Jerry. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for saving my family. Thank you for saving my coworkers. Thank you, God, for moving in my family with restoration and reconciliation. Thank you to the God of reconciliation. You're the God of restoration, and you're restoring this family. Thank you, God, for everything you're doing. Thank you, God. And you do what you know how to do when they're not around. Next thing you know, your life's going to start changing. Stuff's going to start. 21 days, you know what might happen? You might keep this scripture going weekly then. We took 21 days. We tried it. It was great, man. You know what? Let's give one a week. One a week. You know what, guys? I'll put you in the group text, and if you don't read it, don't read it, but just know I'm sending it anyway. My God, you got that. I'm looking at you. You can get every one of those business guys connected to that app, and these guys, all my business guys love it. You know why? Because on the way to work, they got three minutes. They ain't got all day for you, bro. And they ain't got all day for God. But if you show them bite-sized pieces, we're going to pray five scriptures, we're going to confess the word of God, and that's it. I can do that. Well, that word will start getting you, though. It's grabbing you. Liquid love. Liquid tears, liquid prayers. He said every tear you pray is liquid prayers. Liquid prayers, grace, power. You can't chase this word. This word starts chasing you down. And then you'll never be the same again. Amen? Amen. Come on. We're to, oh, we got to pray for Jamie. Jamie, come here. Greg, you can come with her. she got to go get some surgery, so we're going to lift her hands to heaven. You guys all be praying for Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday she's going. She's going to get surgery for her heart. She's going to be fine, well, and whole. So when you think about her in this fast, the only reason why I'm telling people I hope it was okay, I want you agreeing with her. That everything's gonna go smooth, okay? Anybody else got some big doctor thing going on or anything like that? Anybody raise your hand? And you guys better pay attention. Listen to me, you're in this church, you need to come see me. We believe in divine healing. You know what I mean? So you gotta be like, hey, if you're going up a battle, I know Ronnie was waiting to get, get a day to get in, and we still waiting. Some of the people in the church, but you gotta let me know. Because some of you sneaky, you go do it and then tell me later, and like I'm like big shock, I don't know. But she came for church specific, so we're gonna lay hands on her. So stretch your hands towards her. This is her husband, Greg. He's a good guy, all right? And this is what we do. We're gonna pray and believe God that healing power is gonna be a perfect day. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you right now. Father, I just thank you for the power of laying on a hand.